0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast. We are very excited to be with you today because we got lots to discuss and lots of rambling to do. You are going to hear us talk about anything and everything. You're going to hear us talk about pop culture, sports, football, football. We're going to be talking about Mexico. We're going to be talking about Saudi Arabia. We're going to be talking about the Big 12. We're going to be talking about the Big 10. We're going to be talking about Texas. We're going to be talking about Cornhole. We're going to be talking about being imbibed? We're going to talk about a lot of things. Okay, this is all happening this episode. Let's get straight into it. But before we do, make sure you're following us on Instagram and Twitter at loyal royalpod where you'll find lots of fun and interactive content and where you can send your mailbag questions in that we will always address. We love the mailbag questions. Keep them coming. Without further ado, let's get to it. Let's boo. Go But that field judge on the far side is in their pocket, man. Go over here, that
1: strike this <laughs> bullet. <laughs> Let's go wild. Let's man. go. Baby. Let's go. <laughs> We're at a waterfall, dude. We put down here. Go, go,
0: go, 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 go,
1: go, 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 And welcome in, everybody, to another episode of the Greatest Podcast on the Airwaves. Holy cow, if you were asleep, you're not anymore. No, that definitely hit the red in our little markers here on <laughs> yes, the audio channels. I, I, I saw it right over here, too. Justin could testify. Uh, all right, yeah, welcome back. Um, yeah, schedule's been a little weird lately. Yeah. We're without Dan this time. Justin is back, though. Back, baby. Yeah, so, We're uh, here, there, everywhere. It's it's just like a wave.
0: You gotta ride it, you know? It is. It is just like a wave. It ebbs, it flows, but the
1: beauty is not in the continuity. It's in mm. the change. Exactly. Mm. I was actually... Yeah, that's a beautiful intro to this episode. I don't know how much it has to do with what we're talking about, <laughs> but it feels like a really good intro. Not at all. Okay. Well, that's fine, because this is what we do here, so...
0: Well, let's talk about something that I know that we're all going to be very thrilled about, and our audience is going to be very thrilled about. I'm excited. Let's hear it. As you know, we kind of have a favorite past player here on the Royal Strong & True Podcast when it comes to BYU basketball. Absolutely. And you might be thinking, hmm, was that Jimmer hmm Was that... Good d- guess. Maybe Danny Ainge. Maybe we got some old heads. Yeah, good guess. Yeah, Nick Emery.
1: Oh, <laughs> for uh, reasons <laughs> other than basketball... <laughs> Nope, it's Zach Celius. Oh, we love Zach Celius on this podcast. Absolutely, big fan, big body of the big fan of the big body, mm-hmm. uh, the stash, the, the doing the too low sign to yep. a five ten point guard after uh-huh. he backs him down. Love uh-huh. it. Yep, he comes in first, just over Colby Lee. Yes. Um, <laughs> and it's because Colby Lee transferred. Yes, if Colby Lee didn't transfer, it would be closer. But yeah. Zach Celius is he'd be definitely in the the Nate one. Austin run. Yeah, 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 yeah. The him and Dalton Nixon loving to take those yeah. charges. Dalton Nixon. Speaking of, we're gonna talk a little bit about charges later. We oh. gotta put that in the script, but I'm gonna add it now. All right, hey, let's go for it. Uh, yeah. What, why are we talking about Zach Sellius We have some very exciting Zach
0: Sellius updates to provide you in the Barmer Two Basketball Bundesliga Pro A or Proa. We don't know. This is the whole name of the league: Barmer Two Basketball Bundesliga Proa. Zach Selyus won the Player of the Year award. Let's go, Adam boy Zach. We got an MVP, Zach Selyus. He's actually looking skinny. Yeah? He's looking like he actually what? is like trying to play basketball now what? instead of just like indulging that like the MTC cereal bar and then going <laughs> to play basketball after, like. Shout out to
1: Zach Zelius. How awesome is that? Still, that's
0: incredible. Still has the mustache.
1: Still has still rocking it. Mm-hmm. He's trying to do the beard. It's not quite coming in. No. Uh, but shout out to him. Like, that's incredible. He's he's kind of like, he's right there with uh Elijah Bryant. Yeah. As like the off the overseas guys that are NBA just killing final, it. And, NBA final winner. True, and uh Euroleague winner too. Yeah. Back to back. Same season, I think. Same, yeah, same year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wacko. Um, but yeah, Zach Elias, look at him. Look at him go. It's not like we called oh this, but we kind of did.
0: Yeah, we all knew on this podcast that Zach Salius was going to be the best basketball player in the history of BYU.
1: Yes, and the history of the Barmer 2-period Basketball Bundesliga Pro-A uh, division. You League. have to ask yourself, how many other BYU players
0: in the history of the program have been voted the player of the year in the Barmer
1: 2-period Basketball Bundesliga Pro-A? That is a good question. I would like to take it one step further. How many other players, period, can you name that have won the Barmer 2 period Basketball Bundesliga Pro Player of the Year? I mean, no one. He's the only one. He's the only
0: one. Zach Elias is in rarefied air. He is Beautiful. better than LeBron, better than Michael Jordan, better than uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Okay. Better than... Uh, Wilt the still-
1: Wilt the still better than Lance Stevenson. Oh, this this, this group of people <laughs> is so amazing. And Zach Seli's used to be at the top of that group. Yeah. And, like you said, rarefied air.
0: Rarefied air. Rarefied air. Lance um, Stevenson.
1: <laughs> uh, coming back to something that we were talking about, Justin was gone last week. I was. You are back. You were in Big 12 country. Yes, sir. Let us know. Give us the breakdown. Is it BYU ready? Are they ready, ready. for BYU to come in? Take the league and the area of the world by storm. They are actually very
0: excited to have BYU coming. Okay. Uh, Honestly, like the most most of the people that I talked to, either went to Texas A and M, LSU, or a school in Florida. Okay. So not Big Twelve. Not well. well, The states maybe. The states, yes, yes. One of my friends played football at UCF. So yes, Big Twelve. Big Twelve. Big Twelve. He's actually really excited for BYU. He played BYU twice in his career, lost oh, one, one, one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's pretty excited about that. Um, yeah. No, I think it's really ready. Yeah, we've talked about this time and time and again, time and time again. Football in these states is like a religion. Yes. People love football. People breathe football. I'm driving through Texas and I literally see these huge stadiums and I'm like, wow, what college plays in this? Nope, it's the local like junior high. Like, the local junior high plays in this, like, 10,000-seat stadium. Absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. But uh, they're ready for BYU. BYU's ready for them. The majority of people in Big 12 country, especially Texas, know at least a few Mormons. So, okay. like, they know of BYU. They have a connection there. And they've heard of BYU. Like, BYU, like, you have to remember, in the 80s and the 90s, played Texas A&M a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. So, like, in Texas, BYU is a known brand. They mm-hmm. know who BYU is, especially because BYU beat Texas A&M on at least one of those occasions. And Not a- all the occasions. We won't, <laughs> we won't bring up like the, the bowl games that we played against them. Of, but
1: of course. Of yes, course.
0: regular season games.
1: Uh, but we also beat up the crap out of a bunch of other teams in Texas. Texas. Yeah, UTEP, Texas, Texas themselves. Houston we beat up on on mm-hmm. like a semi-annual basis. Like... Yeah, BYU owns the series with Texas A&M 2 and 1. Yeah. So there you go. Oklahoma, I think they're off, what 1-0? Yeah, yes. Uh, or 2-0, I two think. 2-0? Uh, on Oklahoma? Yeah. We're 4-1 against Texas. Um, yep. yeah. Uh, BYU owns the Big 12 uh-huh. already. I think they're are, are we have a couple of losing records against teams of the Big 12, and I think one yeah. of them is West Virginia.
0: I think we're like yeah, like 2 and three or something against West Virginia. Like, yeah. it's not small. I think
1: we have a losing record versus TCU. Uh, probably, maybe. probably. Yeah. Uh, I'll look that one up as well. Um, but BYU, uh, five and six actually against TCU. So closer than okay. I would yeah. expect. Yeah,
0: closer than I expected as well.
1: Um, but yeah, uh, BYU is Big Twelve ready. Well, we're
0: zero and four against yeah, Iowa State. we started State. out five. We started five and two versus TCU. Lost at four straight as well. Oh, jeez. So okay. we have a couple four game losing streaks in there.
1: That's okay. You know, we 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 got room to make. To improve. Room to improve. Yeah. And we didn't want to come in and dominate already, right? Mm-hmm. We, we need to have some sort of onboarding process. Make it look difficult, at exactly. least. Exactly. Yeah, we can't completely embarrass them. Right. TCU did it wrong. They mm-hmm. came into the league, almost made the playoff in like their second year in the Big 12. We can't do that. No. Because look what happened to TCU. They fell off the map for six years. We want to BYU to be on the national stage every year, so we'll just come in. We'll go a nice 8-4 and four year one. Yeah, why not? Yeah, beat, on, beat up on Texas and Houston and Baylor. Yeah.
0: So, Uh, beat Texas and Oklahoma only to lose to Iowa State.
1: Hey, we're still BYU. Yeah. As much as we, like, I was watching the end of Ted Lasso, which maybe this is just a perfect segue into that. Yeah. Um, But they're talking about change, and it's like accepting who you are, but also trying to improve. Hmm. We are the team that will beat good teams and lose to bad teams. That's just who we are, and we just have to accept it, and it's going to be that way in the Big 12. That's who we are. I must say one more thing about Big 12 country, though. Yes, of course.
0: If you thought you were good at cornhole, you are not good at cornhole. Oh like, boy, we played cornhole against you know all the people from Texas, Florida, South like that. You know, beer in one hand, beanbags in the other. <laughs> I have never seen like so many continuous rounds of zero because both teams or both people throwing got twelve. Oh, geez. just in the hole every single time. Like, it oh, was, it was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, uh, if if you go tailgating in Texas. And get invited by, say, a group of Texas fans to play cornhole. Uh, Get out as soon as you can. (laughs) Don't say yes. Do not go. Do not go. (laughs) Find Uh, a nice group of
1: BYU kids that have Diet Dr. Peppers in their hands and are doing cornhole. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Sober equals not good at cornhole. Yes. So don't play drunk people, which will be 95% of everyone in Texas. Correct. Okay. Good to know. Thank you, Justin. That is your Big 12 country report from Justin Anderson. Mm -hmm. Uh, Speaking of Texas, though, we did have some BYU news in Texas. Ooh, what do we have? Uh, Kenneth Rooks. He is a BYU track and field athlete. He ran the steeplechase. He is a national champion. (laughs) Add it to the list of national championships in sports nobody watches. BYU owns those. Counterpoint. Is it a sport or is it an athletic event? That is a very good question. Mm. I think that... A lot of these Olympic sports, in question mark, you could say were just events, right? Yeah. Because when you go to the track meet, they are literally just qualified as events.
0: Events, yeah. Mm -hmm. I will say, of all the events, steeplechase has probably the greatest probability of being considered a sport. True. Given the fact that you have to not only jump over things, but also run through water. Yes. Pretty
1: cool. It's very cool. Like. The people that do them are definitely athletes. Yes, absolutely. Right? I think there are Undeniably. some there are some sports like in golf. Just because you play golf doesn't mean you're an athlete. No, but if you run steeple chase, you do track and fit, Like you you're are an athlete. an athlete. Yeah. Regardless, I'm not going to say no to national championship. Clap it up for him. He also he won it by six seconds. Dang. So, that's an eternity Dang. in time sports. Uh, yeah. So shout out to him. Shout out to him. That's pretty sick. Yeah. Pretty cool.
0: In other sporting news here in the state of Utah, we have to talk about the Salt Lake City Shred. Now, if you don't know what the Salt Lake City Shred is, um, get out from under your rock. (laughs) And uh, also, uh, you're probably not under a rock. You're probably just a sane person that's not a degenerate (laughs) sport fan like us. Uh, The Salt Lake City Shred belong to a professional ultimate Frisbee league played here in the United States and Canada. It's a very big league. Very, very big league, actually. Very well run, too. Anyway, the Salt Lake City Shred face off against Colorado at Colorado both teams were 6 and 0 going in. Ooh. Colorado is known as as known for being one of the best teams in the west. Salt Lake is on the up and up. They were also 6 and 0. Salt Lake went into Colorado and took the dub. Let's go. Going 7 and 0. Salt Lake City Shred get on the bandwagon now because they are the one of two 7-0 teams in the league. Them and the New York Empire, I think it is. Okay. Whatever the team in New York is that hasn't lost a game in two seasons. Wow. So, they play the very last game of the season. <laughs> should be fun. Salt Lake City Shred, though, does have to get through Colorado one more time at home
1: Ooh. this weekend. Uh, well, if we're following the RSL method, you should be able to win at home if you win on the road. Yes. Against the same team, theoretically. 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 But that doesn't mean it'll happen. Okay. Uh, well, this is live sports,
0: right? You it's, never know what's going to happen. This is why it's, it's exciting. Anything can happen. Just imagine. You're running for a touchdown. Boom. The Buffalo Wild Wings worker <laughs> kicks out the sprinkler. Yep. We're in
1: the overtime. Overtime, baby. See? These are the kinds of things that us as the sports fans bring to your knowledge so that you can be invested in these. Yep. Mm-hmm. So watch out for a B-Dubs commercial about the Salt Lake City Shred. Uh, <laughs> coming, yep. Coming soon to a B-Dubs near you. <laughs> To close off housekeeping, I just have a fun fact. Okay, I love fun facts. Uh, Fun fact about
0: May, the month of May. um, Kind of flew under the radar because there were so many thunderstorms and so many, just a very rainy month, and it's still raining. Rain today.
1: It's still raining.
0: Um, This was the hottest May on record in the state of Utah. Really? Yeah.
1: Interesting. That is very, I would never have guessed that Mm -hmm. because it felt like it took a long time to warm up, but I guess once It it did warm up, it was really hot there for a second. Yeah. Interesting.
0: It was masked by the thunderstorms and whatever. Like, you didn't really feel it because it was kind of a little humid out.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Apparently, according to some random post I saw on Twitter and did not fact check, okay. this was <laughs> the hottest month on record in the state of Utah in May. Wow. That's
1: that's actually interesting. I've been hearing from other meteorologists hmm. on Twitter that I equally have not fact checked ah. that Utah is in for one of the coldest summers that we've ever had.
0: Huh. Don't
1: ask me how that works. Because we had, like, the frickin' longest winter ever. Yeah. I feel like it should swing hard the other way, right? you think so. I don't but know. I've also heard that we're going to have a similarly harsh winter this upcoming year. Oh, no. Granted, they say that every year. They do. And it's never true, except for this year. Except for this year. <laughs> well, whatever you do, don't tell my wife uh, about that because... Yeah. Nope. She will have a heart attack if she has she to go through the She will literally winter. move to Arizona. She, she actually might. <laughs> it's just like
0: El Nino in California. Do you ever hear of El Nino yeah. in California? Yeah. It's this big storm they say is going to happen, but it never <laughs> does happen until it does happen. And then everybody doesn't.
1: gets wrecked. And yeah. But they say it's going to happen every year. That's going to be this winter. Okay. It's, this, it's Utah's El Nino. So basically what we're saying is this winter mm. is Texas football. Yes. Except... Texas football wasn't actually back last year. The
0: media says they're back. Yes. But that doesn't mean they're back. Exactly. Until they win some random bowl game and go, we're back. We're back. <laughs>
1: Only to have like a six-win season the next season. So what you're saying is like the 2016 Peach Bowl. Yeah. 2017? I can't remember. I, I Sam Ellinger versus Georgia where Bevo tried to kill Uga. Yeah. Incredible. That was like this last winter. And yes. then the next year when they have five and seven and miss a bowl game, that is going to be this winter. Yes. Hopefully. So. Right? Yes. Okay. That is my prediction. That's talking weather. That's talking weather. <laughs> we're meteorologists, baby. <maybe. laughs> um, okay. Moving on to some proper football. Proper. <laughs> uh, this isn't in the script, but we're going to go t- ahead and talk about it. Okay. Ted Lasso. Yeah. Me and Kinley binged it this weekend. Yep. I've finished it. I can we're now good. talk about this. I finished it too, so we're good. Okay. in good space. L- we can, we can spoil it for people because it's been long enough. It's been out, yeah. Yeah. And now that I've seen it, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. You can't spoil it for me, but as soon as I see it, I'm going to spoil it for you. And Fair enough. Yeah. Anyway, um, awesome. Yeah. It, it was an amazing end to the show. I cried probably five times in the last episode. I'm, I'm a crier, I, especially with, like, the freaking Ted and his kid. Yeah. And then Nate saying sorry to Ted. Oh, Nate. man. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, amazing ending, though. How they tied everything up, and it was just, I was satisfied with all the endings. It's not usual that, like, I finish a TV show, and I'm like, I feel satisfied with that ending. I don't need more. I don't want more, but it wrapped up so nicely. Yeah, everything had a nice little bow.
0: You get the the conclusion of Ted's relationship, though you don't really know whether him and his ex-wife are kind of maybe getting back together. Maybe a little bit, or maybe they're just co-parenting very healthily. (laughs) <laughs> you got Rebecca, and she's got her little daughter now. Uh-huh. Which is great. And the uh, the gazelle guy. The gazelle. <laughs> yeah, we got that. We got Sam playing for the Nigerian national team.
1: True. We don't got, actually know how that happened. Like, yeah, but, they don't explain it, but who yeah, cares? Sure, That's yeah, cool. things
0: happen. Lots of cool stuff happens. I will say, the season itself, the beginning was very shaky. Okay, yeah. It was... It felt like they were going way too many directions at once, mm-hmm. though the nice intersections with Roy and Jamie becoming friends, those those were fun. Love that. Yeah. That was fun. That was great. Love that. 100%. But I did like, it, it felt like the path was ugly. Okay. But the destination was beautiful.
1: But it all came together at the end. It, it almost, would you say that the ends justify the means then? Hmm. Would you agree with that? Because the way I watched it, we watched like the first four or five episodes. Yeah. And then we watched the last six episodes or whatever, seven episodes, it almost felt like I was watching like two different yeah. story arcs, right? Absolutely. And right. it was weird because we left off right at the part where like the stories kind of changed. Yeah. Um. And so for me, it was like fine because I had that break, but I don't know if yeah. watching it every week, it had the same continuity. I get that. Yeah. No, it was a good show. And I think like, you kind of see that
0: transition in the story arcs, in my opinion, at least when they go to what is it when they go to the Netherlands or whatever kind to of Amsterdam yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah I feel like that's where the story arcs kind of change because that's when you start to get the beginning of of why, why can I only think of his last name Tart Jamie Jamie, yeah. Jamie and uh, Roy Kant's relationship mm-hmm. when they're going on their bike rides and stuff and Roy <laughs> learns how to ride a bike for the first time and all that from the
1: stolen bikes from the homeless guy <laughs> yep
0: uh-huh. which is incredible love it love that <laughs> I will say, though, at the end, we mm-hmm. do kind of get a hint. Do you
1: think Keely ends up with Roy? Oh. See, that was so interesting. Also, before I answer, hilarious. When Roy and Jamie show up at Keely's house <laughs> yeah. and are like, we decided we're going to let you decide. And she's like, oh, my gosh, I get to decide. <laughs>
0: yeah, that was good.
1: That was so funny. Um, I don't know. I don't know because it felt like Keely. Kind of had this story arc of like I don't need a relationship to feel yeah. validated, right? I don't I don't need someone to love me in order to love myself, you know. Yeah, but that we, we, you do get Roy sitting next to her and Roy's niece sitting on her lap. Yes, and and then there's the awkward like Jamie. Like I got the feeling that she's like going to be with Roy, but not right now. Yeah, that she's like going to take it way slower than she had in the past. Got it. And Jamie is more kind of like just. Like they're good friend. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like there's less of a romantic interest between Jamie and, and Keely, um, especially when the like nudes of her get out and Jamie comes over and says, he's sorry. Yeah. Like that felt more of like just a good faith friend effort. Mm-hmm. Just, I'm trying to be a good person now whereas with Roy he like said I love you and kind of had that romantic tension there. Yeah, and Roy can't like he
0: had a lot more mature relationship with Keely than Jamie ever did. You know, so Yes. they they developed connections that I'm sure Keely and Jamie never did develop.
1: Yes. We're we're getting kind of deep into, into the weeds, weeds there. yeah. But yeah, no, I agree. And we're, um like TMZ or something like that. So regardless Great show. I loved how it ended. It didn't need to resolve everything, but it kind of almost yeah, did. It did. Like satisfyingly. It, it, yes, it was very satisfying. And I just I loved that about it. Um, rumors that there will be like a spin off show with Roy, Beard, and Nate coaching the team. Do you buy into that? Would you like that? I don't buy into it. I really don't. I feel like Ted Lasso was just
0: something I don't know. I don't feel like there was another thing like it on television when it came out like oh yeah it was unico very unico it was unico it was one it was i don't even know how to say that in english it was quintessential unique it was unique yeah it was it was something like that it was yeah unico yeah I feel like it, it, would, it would just be a cheap spin off to do, like, the Roy thing, to do the Roy beard. Maybe it would be interesting to get some more backstory on beard. You get a little bit. Yeah. A little bit on stuff that he went through when he's talking. The lamez, yeah, kind of, yeah. Uh-huh, when he's talking to Nathan's girlfriend at the end. But, yeah, I just, I just feel like it would be cheap, it would be forced, it would just be a money grab at that point. Which, yeah. Do I doubt that a company like Apple will be a cheap money grab? No, they probably will. Yeah, probably will. I
1: just don't think it will be received as well as Ted Lasso was. I 100% agree. And like the, the end – like Ted Lasso was the heart of the whole – the team, the organization, right? Yeah. He wasn't – like he says at the end, like it was never about me. Mm-hmm. But he was the catalyst in everything. So without him, you just don't – you don't have that feel good. Like that was the thing that Kinley said stood out to her the most about the show is just – no show makes you feel as good and as hopeful and as happy as that show did. Yeah. And it's because of Ted and who he is. Mm-hmm. And without him, I don't think you can recapture that in a way that would be interesting to, to viewers and lovers of the show, Ted no, Lasso.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I feel like the closest thing you get to uh, Ted is Sam.
1: Yes. yes. Sam is
0: the closest thing you can get, but that's just because Ted instilled that in Sam at the beginning of season one, basically. Yes. You know when he's struggling, tells him to be a goldfish, changes his whole perspective on things, makes him feel comfortable and happy for the first time in a while. Mm-hmm. Then Sam
1: becomes the character that he is. Mm-hmm. So, uh, all in all, uh, rate it on a scale of UMass mm. to Georgia. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> Does Georgia have to be number one? Uh, no. You can choose your own number one. Okay. But FBS teams. Got it. You so I'm it?
0: going to rate the season overall.
1: Okay. And then do season and then the show yeah. as a whole. Yeah. Okay.
0: This season overall, I would say was somewhere in the neighborhood of a um I'm very ninth intrigued. game of the year BYU. Okay. Okay. We've already gone through our funk. Mm-hmm. We've already lost dumb games. But we start to come out of the weeds and we get a decent win here or there towards the end of the okay. year. Okay. 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 Yep. As for the ending of the season, I'll rate that separately. Okay. I rate that as the University of Louisiana Lafayette playing some random team on a Tuesday night while we're at Applebee's. Okay. Top notch. Top notch. <laughs> Best team I've ever seen. Best <laughs> game I've ever watched. Incredible. The whole season, I'm going to call it Tulane. Tulane. Oh. But they're not wearing enough seafoam green. Okay. 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 Great,
1: but could be better. Okay. Yeah. Not much better, but it could be. Because the team, the core is good. Yes. But it just aesthetically, it could be better. Yeah. Th- it's
0: delivery was a little off. Yes. But the storyline itself was there. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Perfect. That is, that's a beautiful breakdown. Those are my ratings. <laughs> um, I'm going to say... I'll start with, like, the show as a whole. From episode 1 to episode 12 of season 3, whatever. um, I'm probably going to rate it in Ohio State. Okay. For me, I love Ohio State. That's my favorite team, besides BYU, obviously. And Ohio State would beat the crap out of BYU. Uh, I'm going to rate it in Ohio State. I absolutely love uh, the whole show. Uh, Like you said, the beginning of season 3 is a little rocky. I'd probably say that's, like, a... uh, I don't want to go all Big Ten here, so I'm going to try and uh, break out a little bit. Um, Rats. Oh. <laughs> yeah, BYU's 0-3 against Ohio State. <laughs> um, Rats, we lost 10-7 in 1985. Ooh. The year after the national championship, too. 10-7. To right, okay. Anyway, um, anyway uh, I'm probably going to go, like, a Michigan State uh, for the beginning of the half of Season 3. Are we talking Mel Tucker, Michigan State, or are we talking... Um, I'm actually just going to go like from Mark D'Antonio to Mel Tucker, like kind of a 21st century Michigan State where there's spurts of greatness. 2015, I think it was. 2014 they made the playoff. Yeah, 2014, 15, 16, whatever that year was, right, where they beat Ohio State in the last second field goal and made the playoff. Um, And then there was two years ago, 2021, when they had Kenneth Walker, Mm -hmm. did some amazing things. Um, That's kind of like how season three was. Um, But then the end of season three was kind of like Penn State. Where it's great, but then the end, beating Utah by 40 in the Rose Bowl, mm. is just the crown jewel of any accomplishment ever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's where i go. I'd go Ohio State as a whole, Michigan State first half of season three, Penn State 2022 uh, second half. Okay. Uh, where it's really, really good, and then just the ending was so good because they beat the crap out of Utah, and the ending was just perfect.
0: Hmm.
1: Interesting. I will say this. Um... I just
0: got to say this. Mm -hmm. Two things, because I looked this up, on the Ohio State note. Okay. Uh, All-time record, Ohio State is number one of all 131 teams. The .733 record. But that also includes a year that they won zero games. Oh, yikes. They went 0-3 in 1890. In 1890?
1: Mm -hmm. Their head coach was Alexander S. Lylee. I would like to see uh, who they played in that year. 1890 Ohio. This is great podcast. Yeah, 1890 Ohio State. Who do you think? Um, I'm going to say the they played. I'm going to say they played a, a military academy, okay. probably Army uh, West Point or something. They probably played like John Hopkins okay. or an Ivy League school. Probably, actually, probably Yale or something. Um, and then they played <sighs> uh, South Carolina. Seceding from the Union Tech. <laughs> okay. So they actually played five games that year. Oh, but one and three. Pre- one preseason, one exhibition,
0: three regular season. Okay? <laughs> okay. Their preseason game, they won twenty to fourteen at Ohio Wesleyan. Okay, Wesleyan. Wesleyan. Okay. That was
1: preseason though. Okay. That was in May. Their actual season didn't start till October. See why don't we go back to the eighteen ninety version of scheduling? Yep. Play the your FCS game in the spring and then play your Regular season games of the fall. Anyway, continue. October 25th, they had an exhibition
0: game at Dayton Athletic Club. Oh, geez. Okay, not leaving the state. I wish they had lost zero to
1: fifty. Oh, Ohio State lost zero to fifty to Dayton Athletic
0: Club. But wait, there's more. Oh no. November 1st at home, they play Wooster.
1: <laughs> Wooster. Wooster.
0: Who? I don't know what the heck <laughs> Wooster is. It is just, I don't know. I don't know if that's even a real thing anymore. Uh, They lost 64-0
1: to Wooster. So we got shut out by Dayton Athletic Club and Wooster. There's more. Oh, no. They got a bye. November 15th, (laughs) they play at Denison. Okay, away game at Denison, raucous environment. In Granville, Ohio. They lost (laughs) 0-14. Closer, but goose egg three straight games. Probably covered
0: the spread in that one. They did score, however, at home November 27th versus Kenyon,
1: which they lost 10-18. to 18. Hey, we improved. That is market improvement. Look at the picture <laughs> of the uh, football team. Oh, my goodness. They look like train conductors. Yep. <laughs> they probably were train conductors. Honestly, yeah. They're probably, after their railroad shift, went and played.
0: <laughs> Beautiful.
1: Wow, that is probably the longest intro to an episode we have ever had.
0: What a freaking tangent. That year, the number one team in the conference was Nebraska, who went 2-0. So Nebraska, wow, Nebraska is a Big Ten school. The number two team, also 2-0, shout out Dan, Washington University, St. Louis. Hey, boy, Dan. See, he's going to a powerhouse. Minnesota went 5-1, Michigan went 4-1, and one, Northwestern 4-1. Dude, how do they schedule so many games?
1: Lake Forest went five and three. Lake Forest? Lake, right? not wake. Not Lake Forest. <laughs> <laughs> we should just have a segment now in the summer that's just diving into a pre-1900s football team. What the freak is Wooster? Wooster. Wooster. Uh, while Justin looks up the history of Wooster, um, I, just Wooster. Not It's not like Wooster University. The College of Wooster. College of Wooster. Uh... They probably get lit over Founded okay. in
0: 1866 by the Presbyterian Church. Okay. It has been officially non-sectarian since 1969. Okay, so it's still going. At least yeah. 50 years ago. No, it's still going. It's okay. got 2,000 undergrads. Okay.
1: Decent. It's like Wagner. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, we should, we should probably move on. We're, we're moving on. Uh, we're, let's get into some proper football. Some proper, proper football is down proper to say. Proper uh, Dan is not here, so this is going to be an absolute butchering of a segment, yeah, no, but we're going to do our best. This is going to be sad. Uh, first thing, Messi is coming to the United States. He's coming to America. Uh, yeah, he gets a wild deal where he's going to make money off of the MLS's TV deal. Yeah. He gets ownership in the club, and he gets money for playing. Yeah. Uh, basically, we're just like, hey, the GOAT, come play for us, and we'll give you all the money you could ever imagine. Did you see the deal he turned down in Saudi Arabia, though? Uh, yeah, I was like, what was it? Uh, like Three years,
0: $1.2
1: With a B. <laughs> with a B. Billion dollars. <laughs> what? That's like as much as a, an entire professional team is worth. That's dumb money. That's that is dumb stupid. Dumb money. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be making quite that much in America, going to be honest. No, at least he won't have to live in Saudi Arabia. True. Um, we're not going to get into that. Uh, so, we have formerly Food Club Salt Lake. This is what me and Dan named it. Okay. Uh, because it's like the Food Club mac and cheese. Got it's it. serviceable, but it is not Kraft mac and cheese yeah. yet. It is not your go-to yet. Got it, yeah. It's just kind of there in the pantry. Yeah, Sits there for about a year and a half, and then you throw it out, right? Yeah, until you finally crack it open, take a couple of bites, and you're like, yeah, maybe not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but this week, they had two results. Kay. One, U.S. Open Cup. They beat LA Galaxy 3-2. Okay. We lost three two last week or two weeks ago to LA Galaxy mm. in the MLS regular season. We won three two this time. We win when it doesn't count, uh, or we win when it does count. Yes. Well, it depends on what you. Can, it depends on what you want to count. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we win in the cup, but not in the regular season. Yeah. Kind of interesting. Uh, I yeah. don't. I don't understand. It's like if BYU won all of its non-conference games by fifty and then lost in the Big Twelve.
0: Yeah, I mean, but there's only three non-conference games. So. True. I don't really know what to compare it to in football, yeah. in American football. Anyway, like we go zero eleven, but then we play Utah, the final game of the year, and win fifty-two to zero. Exactly, and and, n- and destroy
1: their CFP hopes. Yes, and then we go to the chickensmarter.com bowl game as a one eleven team and beat Rice fifty-two to zero. Yeah, mm-hmm. that that's that's what Food Club Salt Lake's doing. Anyway. Uh, It was really annoying because we were up 3-0 and gave up two goals in the last 20 minutes. Um, Our next U.S. Open Cup match, from my research, it's like in two months. August 23rd. Uh, That can't be right. Uh, But we do play the Houston Dynamo, who are very good. Mm. We drew 0-0 with Houston Dynamo early in the MLS regular season. So if we Mm. follow the same trend, we should win, right?
0: But we didn't lose. We so didn't, does that mean uh, we draw? Can can you draw in the
1: Open Cup? I don't think you can. I mean, it could go to PKs, PKs, but like there has to be a winner. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, to be determined. Yeah. Uh, in the script it says IDK. Honestly, that's what Professor. Don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know either. So, K. <laughs> that's what Professor
0: uh, Chicho Orango edition. I honestly have no. Tr- clue who Chicho Arango
1: is, but... Chicho Arango! Yeah! Uh, Add it. Yes. To what? Uh, the RSL team. Got it. So, he's actually really good. He played for LAFC, which is one of the best teams in MLS, and he was their leading scorer in both years. Oh. He scored 14 goals in 17 games, which is absurd, and then he scored 16 goals the next season and led LAFC in scoring in a year that they won the Supporter Shield, which is the best regular season record. And the MLS Cup, which is like the MLS playoffs. Why is he not with LAFC, then? Because he went to Mexico for a bag. And then he's coming back to RSL for another bag. Mm. Uh, in the MLS, they have this interesting rule called designated players. Okay. There's a salary cap, but you're allowed three DPs, designated players, in which the salary cap means nothing to these players. Got it. So teams will have three like stars, basically, mm. right? Yeah. Uh, RSL had two, Demir Krylock and Jefferson Savarino both like attacking mids, Demir Karalik's more like a mid. Severino's kind of an attacking mid. Um, maybe a, a forward. Dan would know these. I don't yeah,
0: I don't know what any of those words mean.
1: Uh, but uh, Chicho Arango, he's a 9. He's the striker. He's the guy that's going to score goals. This is what RSL is needed all season. We create chances, and Rubio Rubin just can't even put a shot off. Nice. Um, he is the guy that is going to score those goals with us. He will be joining after July 5th. Um oh, so he's nice very month. he's very good. He mm-hmm. is an amazing addition. Uh he played at Millenarios in Colombia, which is at like eight thousand feet, so elevation won't be a problem to him. Nice, nice. Um he also played for the Colombian national team a couple of years ago. This is a very good, good player, great get for RSL, and it shows that the ownership is willing to spend money, which is what we've been calling for. Yeah. The entire time we've covered them on this podcast, which is probably like six months. Yeah, I think they heard us. Yeah, they did. They heard they, our
0: clamors. They heard the Royal Strong and True community. <laughs> they saw Dan's tweets. <laughs> they <And> definitely <laughs> saw Dan's tweets. <laughs> they invested. So, pat yourself on the back,
1: everyone that's listening. Make sure you pat yourself nice and good. You did it. Yes. Uh, Real Salt Lake. Uh, I guess I'm, I'll, I'll say this before we move on to our next game. Mm. They're going to be good with him. Yep. They are a great team, they just can't finish in the box, and it costs us dearly when we can't score enough goals to win. We get a 0-0 mm. draw last Saturday against the mm. and this was the problem, is that we had no one to score in the box. Uh, 90% of Dan's tweets are about Diego Luna not getting enough time on RSL. He started! Nice! Great! He's They're got, reading Dan's tweets. They are! He's got nice bleach tips, Diego nice. Luna, he played yeah. really well. Um, but we're just missing a striker. And we have Chicho Arango now. He is going to be very good. Um, we we need him. Uh, so now it is time for us to name Real Salt Lake. Mm. Justin, as the expert here, mm. this episode and proper football. Uh, formerly Food Club Salt Lake. We did win a game that was frustrating, and then we drew another game that was frustrating. I do like Food Club Salt Lake just because you get FC Salt Lake. You know, like Ooh, football club Salt Lake. You know? That's actually
0: true. Mm. Uh, that was that was really really good on you guys. Um, I would go ahead and. So, not necessarily Food Club. They're not craft. They're almost in between.
1: Maybe the tiny step up from food?
0: They are this. Dino chicken nuggies. Okay. But you just baked them because you didn't have an air fryer and now they're a little Mm. soggy.
1: Okay. I'm going to write that one down because that's kind of a lot. Soggy dino nuggets. Okay. So, soggy. Dino nuggets because you bake them instead of air frying them. Yes. Uh... <laughs> salt lake. Salt lake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So
0: that's S D N B Y B I O A F T S L. Okay Sidim B E O of
1: Yep. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, next up, we have a bye on Wednesday, and we play Washington, D.C. Damn, mixed feelings here. Uh-huh. We'll have to check his Twitter. He'll be popping off. Uh, but yeah, we play him next Saturday. And that is your, uh, Soggy Downer Nuggets Because You Baked Them Instead of Verifying Them Salt Lake update. bio That was actually a pretty good reading. That's, it t- it's like the flimsyma fur. The flimsyma fur? The gives fur. <laughs> the a bucket? Yeah. Uh, anyway, moving on. <laughs> the National Women's Soccer
0: League. We got some ex-BYU players in there that we must discuss. Ashley Hatch. Five shots, four SOGS Ooh. shots on goal. And a 33rd-minute goal for the Washington Spirit. And a 2-1 win over Angel City FC.
1: Clap enough up for her. She is making her push for the Women's World Cup roster. Mm. That is great. She is probably going to make the team now, we hope. Um, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. But she's doing all that she needs. Or I guess it's it's soccer, so no fingers maybe toes crossed. Toes crossed? Because they're just weird. Can't use different. your hands. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. true, true. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Toes crossed. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um the other cougars, they all also played, but none of them really did anything. BYU Cougars. BYU Cougars. Yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> we need to distinguish in this or who knows? In this sense. True, we don't judge. True. Uh we don't yeah. judge. No judgment here. We'll make fun of you, but we're not going to judge you. Yeah. No. Um anyway, Cam Tucker, Michaela Clough, Michelle Vasconcelos, Sylvia Moultrie, and uh yeah, they all played, but nobody had any goals, assists, yellow cards. No, no yellow cards. Cam Dang. Tucker did have one foul committed?
0: That's good. That's good. So she's playing. She's playing. Cam she's, Tucker's playing ball. She's getting chippy,
1: you know. They, it was just some some refs were just letting them slide. That's that fine. Game. That's that's fine. Yeah. We're okay with that. So uh yeah, we we'd like to see more, but so it's, it's, as long as they're playing physical, yep.
0: If you're playing physical, if you are physically intimidating the other team, that's how you win. Okay, perfect. Uh, let's move on to
1: some American football. American football. Uh, it's about time. We're about forty minutes into the episode. Oh, we Finally, get to know what this is about. That's okay. That's okay. But our our audience loves this. Uh, let's they do love- a little countdown, shall we? Let's do a countdown. Um. So, from the time that this releases, yes. we will be exactly 73 days away from week zero. Oh my golly. That's that's like a little over 10 weeks. It's getting close. That's getting real close. We're yeah. under three months. The first game that we get to see is Navy versus Notre Dame. That's amazing. In
0: Dublin, Ireland. In Ireland. First, that's awesome. the first game of college football. American football ain't even in America. <laughs> what is that? Are you kidding me? Don't worry, because BYU will be kicking off versus Sam Houston at Lavelle Edwards Stadium in eighty-two days from this moment, eighty-one days from the time that this episode releases.
1: Still we're we're past the three month mark. It is getting real now. Shoot, we're getting there. We are getting there. We're getting the fall camp here pretty soon. Ooh, yes. Rumor mill starts flying about (laughs) depth chart. (laughs) The depth chart. The depth chart. I'm excited to see the defense. It's going to be completely new. I, we'll get into that later.
0: Man, we're not going to be able to see it for a long time. Uh, it's, it's
1: okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's it's, it's, we're under 100. Yep. Under 90, right? Yep. Which is the typical three-month mark. Uh-huh. We're getting there. Yeah, we're getting there. Slowly. Uh, speaking of Sam Houston, uh, BYU is a 23-point favorite against Sam Houston cover? No
0: cover? No cover. No, no cover. way. Yeah. No, there's no way we win by 23 points. No. BYU just doesn't do it. Kalani Satake is too nice. Yep. <laughs> uh, I I expect to win this game uh, maybe 30, uh, 37. Okay. No, 34 to 13.
1: Okay. Uh, 34 to 13, so about a 21 point. Uh, slightly not covering. Yes. Right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, my prediction is going to be 42 to 28. Ooh, our I defense think, struggles. I think the defense is going to I think the defense is going to have like an onboarding process. It's Or does the defense send a message and do we win just like 17 to 0 <laughs> with two defensive scores? Here's a good question. What would be more sad and depressing as a BYU fan? Winning f- by like 14 points, 14 to 0 or 17 to 3, or winning by 14 points like 42 to 28 per se? What would be worse for you? (laughs) Because I think for me it would be if we only scored like two
0: touchdowns. If we win 17-0 and both scores are defensive. I would... Or you get one defensive touchdown, one special team <laughs> touchdown, a blocked punt, and then a field goal because our defense got a turnover
1: on like their 20 <laughs> yard line and our offense went three and out. Uh, I, I think that would be more sad, personally. <laughs> that would be terrible. Because I think we're all kind of used to the defense being bad. <laughs> that would be hilarious. So seeing us so, give up 28 to Sam Houston will be like, eh, well, that'd be hilarious. If that happens,
0: you need to immediately, immediately say, Who do you play week two? Is it Arkansas? Uh, SUU. SUU. Yeah. You just say, sorry SUU, we can no longer play you because we
1: are flexing and playing Iowa. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And if nothing else for defensive morale. Yeah. You see that three up on the scoreboard and you're like, that was awesome. (laughs) What a good game we had. Yep. (laughs) BYU has never scored five points in a game. Do you think we could win a game? Versus Iowa, like 5-2 or 5-3 or something. I don't yeah. think we'd get to 5. No. <laughs> Iowa's defense is very good. <laughs> Shoot. Um. Well, because you need one field goal and a safety.
0: Doesn't necessarily uh, yeah, right? have to be a safety, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to say you could theoretically block an extra point and bring it
1: back. But, but that then we'd would, lose. That would mean that yeah. they have six points. Yeah. I don't think we could do it. I just don't have that much faith in our defense. Hmm. Where are our offense? Mm. (laughs) I, I mean, we could get a field goal, right? I guess they'd probably fumble the ball on their own twenty-yard line once. Yeah, no, at least once. Okay.
0: Uh, good discussion. Or their, their quarterback would, like, throw a pick to, like, a wide receiver that wasn't even in, like, a 20-yard vicinity and just somehow throws it directly to our defender. True, true. Well, we might score
1: more than five points then.
0: No, no, because we'll get tackled at, like, the two-yard line mm. and not be able to punch it in.
1: Or or it'll be like when Ben Bywater picked off Bo Nix and got mm-hmm. absolutely decked by his own guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it might yeah. be like that. Yeah. Okay, good good, good. good talk. Good talk. Um, That's talking BYU. <laughs> uh, oh, gosh. We have to mention this because I'm a Big Ten fan. Yeah. The Big, Twin, Big Ten announced their 24 and 25 schedules. Mm-hmm. Um, they're using a Flex Protect Plus model, and I want to get your thoughts on this. Each team <laughs> has a different number of protected rivals. Unless you're Penn State, then you get zero. Then you get zero. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which is hilarious. <laughs> besides the point, because I hate how Ohio State doesn't have Penn State as a protected rival. Yeah, I, I get it. Ohio State is your... Money, like they are the money maker, mm-hmm. right? And Michigan, and so truth. you want Ohio State to be free to play whatever team is good that year mm-hmm. or whatever team is good in the air, right? But the Penn State game has been the best game in the Big Ten all no. the past decade. Um, but would you would you like it if the Big 12 went this model? Do you think they would? And if so, second part, who would BYU's protected rivals be, or would we be a Penn State and have none?
0: So, I think this is really similar to the pods method that we were looking at a long time ago mm-hmm. when you were, were looking at the SEC going to like 20 teams or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're looking at pods versus and protected rivals. Mm-hmm. Okay. I kind of like it in the fact that you play your rival every year. That's something that should be protected. Yes, that's absolutely. something that should always, always, always be protected. But I also think it kills smaller rivalries that, mm-hmm. I mean, you got to remember in the Big Ten. Every single game has a trophy. Absolutely. Every single game has a trophy. Yep. Like, we're not even exaggerating. Mm -hmm. Every single game has a trophy. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think... I like it. I don't think it's perfect. But I don't think there is a perfect way to schedule either. Yeah. You're never going to make everyone happy. And I feel like this is an okay alternative. Yeah. Though I do think Penn State kind of got housed.
1: Yes. Absolutely.
0: If we're BYU going into the Big 12, who do we... Let's say we have two. Okay. Two protected rivals. Yeah. Who does it end up becoming? I feel like that's a very hard question because we don't have any natural rivals in the Big 12. I mean, you could say TCU, but at the end of the day, we've only played, what is it, uh, 11 total games versus TCU in yes. the entire entire history of both of our programs.
1: And it was 99 to 2010.
0: Like, yeah, sure, there's some bad blood there. Do you group us until further notice with... UCF and Cincy, or something, mm. just because we're all the new teams. We're all each other's rivals. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I think it would end up being like a Texas Tech and TCU. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I don't know. I'm not exactly satisfied with that either.
1: I wouldn't be either. And I don't know if I'd be satisfied with any of them, no. right? Because, like you said, there's no natural rivals. And yes, they will develop yeah. if college football can just. Settle the frick down and not change every other year. No, that's never going to happen. Not, not going to happen. <laughs> um, at least till we go till European soccer model. Yeah. Promotion <laughs> relegation. Um, here, as a BYU fan, this is what I would want. I would want them to be relatively close. I think it would be fun to play UCF a lot. I think there's yes. an interesting dichotomy with BYU being this, like, religious school and UCF being, like, the party school. Yeah. It would be fun, but the travel would just yeah, be... That's a killer yeah. um, So I would say... Halacious. <laughs> uh, TCU is an interesting one because there is sort of a history there. A little bit. But none of the players playing on BYU probably even remember those days. Bad blood in the fact that... College game day comes to Provo once, and we get absolutely
0: <laughs> befuddly smacked by TCU.
1: Yes, that only people 35 years and older are really going to care about at that point. Yeah, when was it? Like 2009? 2008, I think. Mm. Um, here's here's what I say: Iowa State, because their student, their LGBTQ student union hates us. Yeah, okay. that would, that's fun. Um, that is fun, yeah, and they're relatively close, right? Yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe. i, don't maybe. Know. I, don't, I don't,
0: Honestly, if you showed me a map of the United States, I could not
1: point out Iowa. <laughs> I yeah, I'm sorry. One of the hardest sporkles is to do the U.S. map and you click them, but you don't have the boundaries. It'll tell you state and you just have to click where it is. Uh, it's incredibly hard. Geography is difficult. I might be able to point out where Iowa is. Now that I think about it, I think I know what Iowa is. kind of right like right in the middle?
0: It's, it's kind of like a rectangle, but it's also got like a little beak. Yeah, it's got like corner? the
1: stinger welt. Yeah, yeah. I'll look it up. Okay. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, I think another good rival would be Baylor, just because yeah, we Baylor's kind fun. of have developed uh, the very physical, hard-fought games the last two years. Uh, maybe you do that one, but again, I don't think I'd be super satisfied with that. No. Uh, we're looking at a state of. Iowa. That's way more north than I would have yeah, said. Further, it's further north than Utah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I think we're we're
0: actually closer to Kansas. Okay, well maybe do Kansas. Kansas would be a fun one. Yeah, I mean, hey, if Colorado gets added, do they force us to be an unnatural rival? The Rocky Colorado? Mountain
1: rivalry. Yeah. <laughs> the Rumble in the Rockies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh gosh. Uh, yeah. In a perfect world, Utah, Arizona, and Arizona State, and Colorado all join, and our natural rivals are Utah and Arizona State, or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. Um, (laughs) okay. Let's move on. Um, one thing I just want to say, I'm sick of people talking about Keaton Slovis and telling him, telling or talking about him as if he's a bum. Yeah. Um, because they talk about his last couple of years, like he sucked and the numbers would tell you that. But if I'm being honest, he was injured in 2021. Yeah. Uh, or in in 2020 or 2021. Mm, I don't know. He missed one year because he had surgery. Yeah. Right. And he had to have that surgery because he was injured in one of the years. Mm -hmm. He transfers over to Pitt. Yeah. Under the pretense of Kenny Pickett, the year before was a Heisman finalist. Uh, Absolutely incredible. Pitt's offense was insane, incredibly high scoring. They loved to pass the ball. You get Jordan Addison. You get Jordan Addison, one of if not the top receiver at the time. Yeah. And then what happens after he transfers there? OC leaves. Mm-hmm. The head coach says, "I hate passing the ball. Let's run the ball." Uh, half of the O line transfers out and graduates, mm-hmm. and Jordan Addison leaves. Yep, he had one of the worst offense one of the worst offensive lines entire ACC. He got sacked like five times in the season opener. Didn't yeah. finish the game because he was injured. Played injured the entire year. Missed three games with injury. Had a terrible offensive line, and like we said, the offensive coordinator left, and the head coach said, "I am going to take over more of the play calling." And he hates throwing the ball. So, I just think Keaton Slovis gets way too much hate for factors that were out of his control. And I'm expecting a very big year from Keaton Slovis. We're going to see 2019 USC Keaton Slovis where he's slinging the ball over, has 33 touchdowns and like six interceptions, throws for over 3,500 yards. I don't know. I think it's going to be an amazing year for Keaton Slovis.
0: I absolutely agree with the fact that people discount Slovis unfairly. Mm Mm-hmm. Do I think he's gonna have like a crazy season put up like Zach Wilson 2020 numbers? Probably not, given the fact that we're playing better defenses this year. I mean it's the Big Twelve, you know, better defenses
1: question mark. Don't really know what you're gonna get. You never
0: really know. But no, I, I honestly do think that Keaton Slovis is bound to have a breakout year. And I think most coaches and scouts recognize that. What I've seen on Twitter from scouts is that scouts are really looking forward to see how Keaton Slovis does in this BYU scheme that's a lot more quarterback-friendly, that's a lot more NFL-friendly, because a lot of our schemes are very similar to NFL schemes, Mm -hmm. and not in a scheme where they're like, we know they're on the ball more, (laughs) even though we just had a Heisman Trophy finalist at quarterback. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I do think he's meant for a breakout year. Will it be like 3,500 yards, like 20-to-1 touchdown to the interception ratio? Maybe not. But it will be substantive.
1: Yes, and better than expected. Yeah. At least from a national media standpoint. I agree. Okay. I'm glad we agree with that. That's all. I just want to say that. Oh, that's fair enough. God, that was a point
0: that had to be made. It did. Absolutely. Uh, one thing that I need to add in the BYU football realm. As of yesterday, we lost a recruit to Illinois. That's got to be first. To Illinois. <laughs> How many recruiting
1: battles are we in? With Illinois University, that is a great question. Seeing as we're in different conferences, mm-hmm. we will never play in Illinois. No, Illinois will never play in Utah. No, I I don't understand where that exposure came from. I don't know. I don't. What is Illinois doing in the middle of Utah? I have no idea. That is a very big surprise to me. Let's see. Has BYU ever played Illinois? No, we've never played Illinois in the history of our program. Okay, well there, what? what? I just don't see, like, I can understand it because Illinois is on the up-and-up. They won nine games last year. They're in a better conference. They're they're very good. But I just, I did not see Illinois coming into Utah and stealing a BYU recruit just out of the blue. Illinois has five national championships. I did not know that. Wow. Neither did
0: I. Holy cow. Anyway, <laughs> um, no, yeah, the fact that Illinois was in Utah for any reason is kind of weird. Uh, we, we lost Easton Baker. Okay. He was a middle linebacker. Uh, three-star guy. Okay. it was, was good. He uh, was rated as the number 14 recruit in the state of Utah. Mm-hmm. So not like the top 10, but still a very uh, good recruit. A guy we should get. A guy we should get and a guy that was committed to BYU. But then all of a sudden he decommits, takes a tour to Illinois, literally at the tour, commits to Brett Bielema. That kind of sucks. They really liked him. We've also I've, – I've also seen kind of rumors, but this is – these are always rumors from fans. You never know what's true or not. Of oh, the staff actually pushed him out because they have better talent coming in. Like, you know, we just, Harrison, Taggart. Harrison Taggart coming in. I mean, Easton Baker was a 2024 guy.
1: Okay. I think. But, yeah, I, to your point, I don't really know how much there is to that. Like, yeah. I feel like when you have a great linebacker, you take him. Especially when you got Max Tooley and Ben Bywater, who may or may not be here next year. You always need linebacker depth. Linebacker
0: is one of those positions you can never have enough depth at.
1: Especially in this offense that uh, Jay Hill is going to run.
0: Defense, yeah.
1: Yes, defense. Um, Linebackers are going to be at a premium because they will be rushing the quarterback. They're not just going to be dropping into a little bubble screen, a bubble coverage like every single play. They're going to be all over the field. Yeah. Uh, Interesting. I'm not too concerned about it yet. Me neither. Because right now I feel like... We have a decent depth. Yeah. Uh, and like you said, he's 24 guys, so when are even coming into next yeah, year? Commitments that happen before signing day mean nothing. Y- yes, absolutely. That is 100% true. Um, especially in this day and age. Yeah. Uh, Jane Rashada, like, he shows that commitments that happen on signing day don't actually matter.
0: <laughs> Florida. <laughs> uh,
1: but yeah, still maybe not the best sign that the Big Ten is already raiding Utah, and it's not even Ohio State. I mean, Utah
0: has been recognized lately as more of a recruiting hotbed. Yes. Lots of people kind of disregarded Utah, their prep scene for a really long time. But yeah, Utah has grown. More people are moving here. More talent is coming here. More talent is getting developed here. And it's at the point where Utah high schools are having success versus schools from other states too. So people are noticing. People think that we have some really good players here. And yeah, I think more the SEC, the Big Ten, all these schools – they're going to start dipping into Utah more, and it's going to become harder and harder to keep our guys here. As that happens,
1: yeah. Uh, one great example of this is Devin Brown, corner corner Canyon quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's the backup at Ohio State right now. Yeah. So, like these teams do know, like like you said, like Utah is on the map for, yeah. for these teams. Um, I think going with the Big Twelve will help, but BYU mm. really definitely needs to establish a like a reputation yeah. in order to keep the guys here. So. If you're
0: if you are serving on the UHSAA, okay. which I think is like the Utah High School Sports Athletic Association yes. or whatever. It is, yeah, yeah, whatever. It is, do you in order to keep BYU and Utah more competitive purposefully schedule your best Utah school versus some other random top school from another state that you know match up terribly against. They match up mm. terribly against. Okay? They get blown the frick out. Ah. So other schools start thinking, oh, Utah, whatever. They just lost to the number four team in Maryland.
1: Yeah. No way
0: we even recruited Utah. And then all of a sudden they hop on to Utah and BYU, mainly BYU
1: because Utah's in a toilet. Yep. And BYU wins another national championship. I like where your head's at. That's a great. I like how the end is like a national championship. That's yeah. kind of where you got me there. Yeah. A little lost, but the, that that's it. So I think you, our responsibility now, Jared,
0: is that you and I become the heads of the UHSAA.
1: Okay, easy peasy. We will run for office in the next calendar year. Uh, vote for us. <laughs> I don't know how. Vote office, for us. Vote for vote for RST Pod hosts yep. mm-hmm. Justin and Jared. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing we could do: we could uh, we could mimic Missouri's state NIL regulations,
0: uh-huh. where
1: they allow a team to offer an NIL deal to a high school athlete Mm. that I don't know how kosher this is, but Mm. it it relates to the signing of said athlete. Okay. But you can only do that if the player is receiving that NIL offer from a school in the state of Missouri. Mm. And so Missouri basically can go to high school and offer NIL money to high school students if they promise to commit to Missouri. But if Alabama wants to come in and do the same thing, that is illegal. But is Alabama going to do it anyway? Yeah. It, yeah, Alabama do it anyway. But you kind of send the message that these are our guys. I would like to see you talk I like that. that. I like that. If everybody else is going to play dirty, you got to play dirty too, right? <laughs> the, the, the foundation of America is anti-competitiveness. <laughs> yes. Capitalism at its finest. Yes. Uh, okay, that's enough about recruiting. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, big news, Big 12 Mexico. Yeah. I, that's You all the, heard that right. That's the tweet. Um... Let's break it down. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't even know where to start with this because this is something that no other conference does. We've never heard of anything like this. No. Justin, take it away. I... So the idea
0: behind Big 12 Mexico is that the game of football is growing in markets outside of the United States. One of the markets it's growing the fastest in is Mexico. Mexico has its own league, has its own youth leagues, has for a very long time. When I was living in California and Pop Warner, we played teams from Mexico occasionally. Very cool. It just happened. We played Mexicali. Um, if you want more viewership, and if you want to have a larger stake in the viewership game, one of the biggest untapped markets is Mexico City. If you get the Mexico City market to only like love your conference, you have landed a major W. And I think that's the idea behind... Big twelve Mexico. They're trying to claim Mexico as Big Twelve country. Okay. They're starting off with Kansas versus Houston playing women's basketball. Okay. Kind of an interesting thing to lead off with. Maybe like a test of waters kind of thing. Oh yeah, like a test of waters kind mm-hmm. of thing. And then they have plans for a bowl game in Mexico. Mm. Okay. How would that work? Not exactly sure how that would work. I think they would the Big Twelve would have to either A host its own or B convince a sponsor to move its bowl game to mexico at that point you start the question okay does the big 12 allow other teams to start gaining viewership in mexico right or is it a big 12 exclusive bowl where like the big 12 3 plays the big 12 5 or something like that interesting that's the questions you kind of have to start asking do i think it's a good idea yes i honestly really think it is you start to get that mexico city market which is huge a lot more eyeballs and I think it would be really good, especially for BYU. Mm-hmm. If a bowl game, even a regular season game, though I don't like regular season games away from campus, mm-hmm, but course. if you play a regular season game there, BYU is ton to draw so many eyeballs, so many in-person attendees because the LDS population is huge in Mexico mm-hmm. and all of them have wear random BYU gear <laughs> without even knowing where the university is on the map. Like if they <laughs> True. hear BYU is in
1: town... They'll go. Yeah. Youth activities out the wazoo that oh weekend. Oh, my gosh. Insane. Yeah. I agree. I think it's a great idea. I think as part of Your Mark's plan, he wants to compete mm. with the Big 12 and, or the Big 10 and the SEC. Yeah. Obviously, you're not going to be able to do that from a media rights standpoint. It's no. just – at this point, it's impossible. Yeah. But the way that you can kind of at least uh, like lessen the gap, you can kind of cut into that gap, is through doing extracurricular quotes – Things like this, right? Yeah. How do you get more eyeballs? You have to go to an untapped market. Exactly. And even in the United States too, people will be like, wait, what the heck? There's a college football game in Mexico? Yeah. I'm going to tune in to watch Kansas State and TCU play in Mexico? Yeah, why not? At least just out of curiosity's sake. Same reason they play basketball games on an aircraft carrier. Heck yeah. Is it logical? Maybe not. No. But everybody is watching. Yeah, heck yeah. Like this is the same principle, right? Um, I think it's a great idea, especially for the players. I like, agree. It, it's a huge opportunity for student athletes. There's probably like a study abroad kind of aspect that you can add sure. to it. Yeah, why some not? sort of cultural exchange there. Um, whether that's like humanitarian aid, whether that's like a group learning session. Uh, I don't know. I think it's a great opportunity for student athletes for colleges and universities. Why not? Yeah. But also, you can tap into a market that, like we said, no other. Uh, like the last game that was played outside the United States was like BYU in the Yokohama Bowl in 1990 or something. I don't even know what that is. Yeah. They played in Japan one year, oh, uh, sick. back in like the eighties or nineties. Um, but yeah, this is an untapped market and I think it's a good idea, at least to try yeah. at least to test the waters and see what happens. But it's one of those things that you could sell big, like, uh, big media corporations on being like, Hey, we're doing all these things to try and gain more viewership, take a risk with us, pay us more money so that we can fund these, um, and it it could end up uh, benefiting the Big 12 big time in the future. And if you're questioning why the heck would they try to take Big 12
0: football to Mexico, ask yourself, what is the main city that the NFL keeps going back to Mm. in their foreign games? They keep going back to two countries, Mexico, Mexico City, and some random city in Germany. (laughs) True. They keep going back. Is it financially feasible for the Big 12 to play in Germany? No. Is Definitely it financially no. feasible for the Big 12 to play in Mexico?
1: I mean, they already basically play in Mexico, right? I mean, yeah. Half the teams are in Texas. Southern it's
0: Texas, s- yeah. Heck, basically Mexico. I mean, it's
1: a hop and a skip from Houston. Yeah. Really? Uh, Literally, there's a Rio Grande. Let's skip it across. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking it's of, like I watched uh, No Country for Old Men. You ever watched that? No. It's very interesting. Okay. Anyway, back to football. No, yeah. So, great idea. Great idea. I think a stamp of approval, Rose Strong True, stamp of approval on Big 12 Mexico. Okay. Uh, I would love BOU to play in that game. Yeah, me too. Um, A couple other quick things uh, before we wrap it up here. Aiden Robbins was preseason All-Big 12 by Phil Steele. Nice. And kind of in the same vein, PFF graded Tyler Batty as the fourth best edge rusher in the Big 12. Uh, Okay. Are we buying either of these players? Uh, the Aiden Robbins one is interesting. The Cover three podcast did their Oklahoma drill draft, yeah. and Aiden Robbins was selected as one of the top like five running backs. So uh, yeah. I I don't know what do you, how are you feel about this because I think you have to. I think you have to
0: think that he's going to do well because he's already proven himself as a very good rusher. Right. BYU has had two running backs in a row, multiple running backs in its like last what seven years. You got you know Jamal Williams who did well. And then all of a sudden you have Tyler Algier, mm-hmm. who goes off and then performs really well in, in uh, nice. Atlanta. Uh-huh. And then you got Chris Brooks, who has a disappointing season by our standards, but even his disappointing season was really good when you look at the numbers.
1: He averaged 5.96 yards a carry. That's yeah. really good. And if
0: he stays healthy, he's likely over the 1,000-yard marker himself. hmm 100%. I honestly believe that Aiden Robbins will be good. I don't know... Other than like Texas, maybe, I don't know who has a really elite running back. That's true. I think there's a lot of good running backs in this league. Don't think there's a lot of great ones. Aiden Robbins has the opportunity to be that bridge between good and great. Mm-hmm. BYU will have a good offensive line, very deep offensive line as well.
1: They will hopefully have a dynamic offense, mm-hmm. which will lead to success. I agree. I think you're spot on. There are, there's no Bijan Robinson. There's no Deuce no, Vaughn. No. There's no, um, there's no big name running back no. right now. So Not I, that I can think of. I think he absolutely has the opportunity. Would I, would I like pencil him in as the All Big Twelve at the end of the season? I don't know if I'd go that at least far. Second
0: team, maybe. Probably. But
1: definitely in the top two or three for yeah. sure. Uh, as far as Tyler Tyler Batty is concerned. I don't know. I haven't seen enough from him. Like, yes, he exploded onto the scene in 2020 against a bunch of CUSA and Sunbelt teams. Yeah. I haven't really seen that much dominance from him. He's no solid, but not a game changer.
0: He's good. And who knows? Maybe he was getting double teamed all last year because the rest of our defensive line was literally piss poor. <laughs> uh, except John Nelson. John except Nelson, John. we love you. You're the GOAT. Yeah, he um, should be above. Yeah, John ever. Nelson, number one in all our hearts, ever. <laughs> uh, no, I honestly... It surprises me to see Tyler Batty that high on that list. He's rated as like a... I think it was like an 82 or something like that. It's pretty, it pretty high. Pretty good. He's He's been pretty good at containing the run. Mm-hmm. He's gotten sacks here and there. I don't know.
1: It surprised I, me, but I'm also okay with it. I think on the D-line, he is probably the person to watch along with John Nelson. Like John I think Nelson those Clark. are the mm-hmm. two big names... We got those D-line transfers, but I feel like they're going to be more interior guys. Is Ice going to be starting? That's a good question. He showed up in the spring game, played really well.
0: Yeah, four-star guy. You'd think we'd invest something into him.
1: I'm sure he'll be a rotational play at the very least. I don't know if he'll be a starter. Yeah, year. he's a freshman this year. He, he's probably a consider. I don't know the height and weight, but I'm sh- I, there's no way he's bigger than Tyler Batty or John Nelson, right? Because John Nelson, is a big. he's a big stocky guy. Yeah. I would even think he's bigger than Tyler Batty. But Tyler Batty's no slouch either. I say i currently listed according to the BYU website at six three two forty five. Okay,
0: so that's, that's decent. Decent, yeah. Um, you could stand to put on maybe 10 or 20 more pounds.
1: Yeah. Uh, oh, we have uh, some breaking news, actually. <laughs> so we're talking Aiden Robbins. Aiden all, Robbins? All, yeah, mm-hmm. all, uh, all Big 12 yeah. preseason, according to Phil Steele, right? The yeah. magazine, dude. We have a list of others. Oh. all all Amer- or all Big Twelve team. Um, Aiden Robbins, obviously. Okay. Our boy Ryan Rico. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest, a little disappointed. Last year. Yeah, last year was he disappointing. Was, he was spotty, it was. right? It was. Um, but he has a bunch of potential. Ben Bywater. Okay, I'm okay a, with that. A good linebacker, Isaac Rex.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely okay with that.
1: If he stays healthy, I, I know he had those bone spurs. Right, broke his leg. If he can get back to 100, I definitely. I agree. Uh, Kingsley. Yeah. Duh. Duh. Right? Duh. Uh, he's going to be a top 15 pick. Max Thule. I'm okay with that as well. Eddie Heckard. Yeah. And Hobbs Nyberg. And I think that's uh-huh. in a returning role. Oh, returning okay. Special teams. Yes. I yep. uh, like a punt returning role. That is surprising. All Big 12 team? We have eight players? Yeah, not what I was
0: expecting, to be honest. Not at all. Yeah, I was expecting to have a lot less than that.
1: And most of them are on defense too, like Ben Bywater, Max, Max Tooley, Eddie Heckard.
0: You don't see uh don't see our boy Keaton Slovis on there. Ooh,
1: we don't. I mean or, you do have Quinn Ewers
0: Or Keanu Hill. Cody Epps. Cody Epps. Dom Henry. Dom. Snub. Snub. Snub, Snub of the Year. <laughs> Quentin Rice where's Quentin Rice? Snub Snub
1: <laughs> Uh, this is really interesting. I did not think we would have eight players, right? No. Is this Is this a look Are are we better than we think
0: I think we're better than The national media thinks
1: Okay I think we're an 8 win team An 8-win team Yeah I would be very happy With 8 wins I think we're an 8-win team We had this debate A little while ago And I know we need To get out of here Um, I think BYU's going to be A better team than last year I don't know if they'll win As many games as last year But they will definitely Be a better team overall I agree If the two teams Played each other I think this year wins Exactly Mm -hmm. Exactly um, obviously we have to see how this <laughs> year you know, turns out with the new defense and everything Yeah. but I agree I think there's not as much hype going into this year but I think low key we have a very a much better team
0: yeah well to finish up we are going to give a quick little UTFL update the of season is over for the Aztecs mm-hmm. uh, we've all left the team formed our own team the <laughs> Ochre Runes okay uh, it's pretty sick unis I'll show you okay. but um can't show you guys sorry the bad podcasting uh <laughs> If it's to any, if it's of, to any interest of anyone, the Ducks are have moved on to the championship game. The number two team, oh. the Panthers, who beat us, got upset by the Space Force. Whoa. It will be the Ducks versus Space Force. Interesting little nugget. Ducks have only lost one game this year, and it was the final game of the season versus the Space Force. Whoa. But they also intrigue. didn't have their quarterback. Mm. So a lot of mm. intrigue there. Very interesting. Okay. Uh, the runes quick little update on that. We yeah. are having our tryouts in two weeks, so that okay. should be fun. As of right now, your boy has been named the quarterback.
1: Okay! <laughs> so, I've been named quarterback and voted offensive captain. Okay, and for context, you started last year at the end. Yeah, <laughs> and I finished last year
0: at the end. At the
1: end. At the end. Well, and you also, I, I was played, technically you also always, played wide
0: receiver, right? Yeah, wide receiver, <laughs> tight end. On the depth chart, I was always the backup QB. Okay, this is news to but us. Never everyone's got a snap. <laughs> everyone's got a snap. Even
1: though you probably, probably should. Um, yeah,
0: Um. Yeah. so uh, RPO system. I've been throwing the ball well in practice. We'll see how well I throw it when defenses <laughs> show up.
1: But, uh, yeah. Uh, hey, congrats. I'm a quarterback apparently now. This is a huge pay raise. My contract just booming. Yeah. Sponsor me. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That is... Unexpected to be sure. Yes, very. Uh, it adds even more intrigue to this next year. <laughs> I you, can't be worse than what's uh, this year. And that is very. Re- I mean, we be could calling, be ready to not make the playoffs. Will, will you be calling plays? Yes. Wow, dude, it's real now. It's real. You're like one step down <laughs> from the NFL. Yeah, the big leagues. Yeah. Pretty soon, Zach Wilson might, will be on the hot seat. They might call me up. They might call me up. He's, He's from going the, from the minors to the majors. Not even from the XFL or USFL. <laughs> Justin Anderson gets a minicamp invite after after dominating the UTFL. Aaron Rodgers is like, okay, do we have this like skinny, weird white kid from Utah? Or do we have this monster who led the team in TFLs and sacks playing quarterback? Definitely the TFL and sacks leader. Aaron Rodgers is like, yeah, Zach said he was going to make my life
0: hell every day. Justin actually makes my life hell every day. Because <laughs> not only is he competing for the quarterback spot, but he's also, at defensive end, sacking me every other play. <laughs> uh,
1: this is going to be – I'm psyched for next season. I already was, but this is – wow. Oh, my goodness. This is going to be must watch uh, – sorry, excuse me. Must attend football. Must, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we might go back to live streaming. Who knows? Uh, that would uh, be nice.
0: Last note, showboats are not back.
1: Uh okay, I'm sorry.
0: We're we're back, but we took a break from being back, uh, and now we're
1: back again. Okay, this sounds. L- we weren't little back bit, on Saturday. Little back, a little like Texas, but I'm, we're not gonna go there. They're from Memphis. Yeah, not Texas. Yeah. Um, currently five and four. Awesome winning record. If you were in the North Division, you would be far and away the best team. Yeah, everyone has a losing record in the North. Yep. Uh, my stars are leading the North Division at four and five. <laughs> uh, and Justin, unfortunately, you are fourth in the South yeah. with a better record than the first place team in the North. Absolute bullcrap. We're getting the Sea uh, Dragon. The Sea C-Dra- Dragon. Yes. <laughs> yep. It's terrible. Um, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> disgusting. Honestly, uh, the Stallions. They are leading the NFL. Mm. They have clinched the playoffs. Only team to do so. They're the team to beat. Seven and one, uh, seven and two. Seven and two. Yep. Uh, breakers at six and three are the second best team. Trick the Breakers. That's what uh, you are tied for third technically. I don't know what the tiebreakers are, but you're tied mm. with the Gamblers, your old team. Yeah. So intrigue, intrigue, intrigue. Yeah. Um, also, let's shout out Kainakua. Uh, Got a sack. Six tackles, three TFLs, and a sack. It was an awesome against sack. a former you. Oh, let's go. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Anyway, that's your USFL update. That's USFL? Uh, week 10 is this weekend. Yeah. Last week of the regular season. And then they go bing, bang, boom. Just week after week after week with the playoffs. Yep. So Exciting stuff. Uh, We might be tuning in. Rest Maybe? in peace showboats. We gotta get Danny. Like, watch a spring football game. We I think do. he's over on all of... He might be.
0: No, he, he like texted us about one. Randomly. Did, did, one did, time. Okay. Okay.
1: So, yeah. so he's at least got one under his belt. At least... Like... Half of a quarter of one. Okay, you gotta start somewhere. Yeah, gotta start somewhere. Yeah, we'll we'll get you down. We'll, we'll get We'll him. We'll get, them. We'll get them. Maybe we'll meet up at like Buffalo Wild Wings. So. Yeah, let's tell him we're gonna watch like a soccer game. Yeah, yeah, he'll be done. Yeah, <laughs> we'll be like, hey, we're gonna watch uh, the Dino Nuggets, sog- soggy Dino Nuggets, because you bake them instead of air frying Salt Lake, and then he'll show up and be like, psych, yeah, we're watching Michigan hey, Panthers
0: Memphis Showboats. We'll be in jerseys, oh like yeah, soccer jerseys,
1: and then boom, we rip them off. As the TVs change, every TV in the house. We'll coordinate it yep. with, dude, okay, let's invite all of the Real Strong True listeners to the Orem B-dubs, and we'll all have <laughs> these jerseys on. Boom! Yes. Official team jerseys, <laughs> definitely. Definitely. <laughs> all right, well, there you have it. Uh parting thoughts before we get out of here on this episode that was way too long. Not long enough. Uh, um, I'm a quarterback, but I'm not a quarterback. Okay. I'm the quarterback, but not my quarterback. <laughs> Very interesting. Um, any pass back to? Will you be running like a Steve Young offense? Will they run pass backs to you? Not your call. Frequently, players, so. no. Lots of RPO. Okay. Lots of
0: uh, you know read option. Then I'm running out, and then I have the option to pitch or pass. I mean, kind to, of, like Grayson kind of McCall beyond.
1: kind of action? Yeah, kind of Grayson McCall. Ready, like running
0: the ball. Yeah, yeah. I'll probably be running it more than I throw it, but hey, that's fine. Just, not by design, but because I get scared and you like, just run the ball. Throw
1: a pick or run
0: over this scrawny little dude. I'm going to yeah. run over this scrawny little dude. My definition of getting scared is different from a lot of other quarterbacks. They throw it away or they, like, trip over themselves and get sacked. Yeah. I just run over the closest person to me, whether or not they're on the, <laughs> the opposing team or my own team. I yeah. just run them over.
1: That's, like, the antithesis of what a normal quarterback would say is scared. Yeah. Tom Brady's like, oh, I'm scared. I'm just going to fall on my butt. Yeah. And Justin's like, I'm scared. I'm going to run over the nearest player. Kind of like Andrew Locke. Yeah. If you play just like Andrew Luck, you'll be star. Yeah. You'll be star. And we, we already know you're going to be, so. I'm so excited. Oh this is going to be so fun. I'm
0: so ready for my first game for like all my closest <laughs> friends to be
1: there and watch me throw three picks. <laughs> just don't throw the ball and you won't throw three picks. That's true. Right? What if I only throw the
0: ball three times and it's three picks? <laughs> um, Completed 100% of our passes. Hey, that's like. Ball never touched the ground. <laughs> ball never touched the
1: ground. Yeah, I'm very excited. We'd be playing
0: both ways. Uh, ideally I'd like to, I'd like to stay, still play defense, but we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah. You got to keep the arm like nimble. You can't like rough yeah. it up too much.
0: Yeah. I mean, I played both ways my entire life. Yeah. In high school, I played quarterback in the end. So okay. I'm okay with it.
1: Uh, this is going to be exciting. It's going to be very exciting. Uh, team colors for the ochre runes. Right? Black and white.
0: Just straight oh. black and white.
1: Cool. Going like Iowa state alternate kind of black and white.
0: I'll show you right now. We got a lot, a lot of Norse knots in our theme Norse knots Norse knots. Yes. Ochre runes and Norse knots runes. Yes. We uh, the runes, uh, they were talking a lot about Madden today, which was decided to scroll back a little bit and <laughs> have to go to uh, view media. This, e- we got the uniforms right here. This is the black and white variant.
1: Okay. Oh, nice. Those are actually like not as bad as, as I was anticipating. Mm-hmm. Um, I see the Norse knots on the legs. Yep. Kind of cool. Uh, what's this little logo here? Is it like a spider or like a skull head? It says runes in it. It's like a mm. battle axe. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. So we're going for like a Viking theme almost, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Those are, those are sick. Like, I like it. The runes font. Very cool. Yeah, All black. Yeah. Very clean. Very clean. M- much cleaner than you would expect. Yeah. This isn't like an Iowa State one where it's like, we're doing our normal uniforms just in black and white, and so it looks weird. Yeah. These are, like, specifically to be black and white. Yeah, this, this is the white that we're looking at, as at least the top. Okay. Yeah, very simple. Just simple. Clean. Yeah, nothing bad. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Well, uh, that's the episode. Uh, thank you for listening this far, if you have, because shout out to you. You're a trooper. I mean, it's summer, so what else are you going to do? But If you have... I love you. And
0: DM the Royal Strong and True podcast, your Venmo handle. I will personally
1: Venmo you one cent. Okay. I will match. I'll, <laughs> I'll double even. Oh, what? Uh, also, B reel went off and I missed it. So we're going to do a B reel right now. Uh, Got to go 0.5. There we go. Yep. Okay. We're good. Yep. Uh, live <laughs> B reeling uh-huh, on the air. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thank you, everybody, for joining us for this episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast. If you listen to this point in the episode, make sure you DM us on Instagram or Twitter where you will receive a one-cent reward. We will hold ourselves to this. We will. We will. Uh, Make sure you're following us on Instagram and Twitter at LoyalToRoyalPod.
1: Leave a review of the episode if you liked it or even if you didn't. Be honest with us. We Mm -hmm. love the feedback. Uh, We also love mailbag items. Yes. Send them in just anything it can be about the latest episode of what's a tv show going on right now uh, going on right now the silo on uh, the Apple shrinking shrinking okay uh, ask us about We're the shrinking TV. and we'll give you our professional opinions i actually really like that show yeah it's good yeah, I, really, I was really thinking good. about watching it so. it's really 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 good that's the one with uh, han solo right yeah okay mm-hmm. with han solo yeah sick all right <laughs> see you guys next time we love you goodbye now